We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Uh, Lee Wynn, Chris Tierney. If I'm not considering Kai Kamara, then don't even ask me about <laughs> Lee Wynn. Just checking, just checking. This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from RotoWire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, please visit RotoWire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Andrew Laird, Skylar Redpath, and Jamie Bazo. Hello and welcome to another episode of the RotoWire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of RotoWire.com. I'm joined by J.D. Bazo and Skylar Redpath to discuss round three of fantasy Major League Soccer. Guys, we've got a full slate this weekend. It's a bit choppy in terms of um, when everybody plays. We've got three games on this early DFS slate um, for Saturday, seven games in the night game, and then there's this one random Sunday game that nobody will know even happened, uh, at least those who just played DFS, because it's a single game on the Sunday. Uh, I wonder if they'll throw that into an interleague slate. That seems a little too crazy, right? No, that'd be cool. I mean, if anything, it's two of the higher-profile teams, but uh, I doubt any of the interleague games oh, that they usually do are at... Yeah, they're, yeah, they're playing o'clock. at 7, so yeah. that's probably out of the question. I really don't understand this MLS schedule. It's like once It seemed like they always had the Friday game, and then like two Sundays, and now they just can't even do that. Like, what's going on here? Well, they were talking about how their schedule had a lot more flexibility this year right. because of i don't know what various tv deals and whatnot and they got rid of did they get i think they got rid of viernes to football or they oh did they cut it down yeah oh, okay. I, i'm surprised it was such a huge success <laughs> well, they got the face really they're doing 22 games on facebook now too i think right yeah which so. is just a great place to watch a game anyway um if you want to watch it for 10 seconds <laughs> before the stream dies yeah <laughs> It's a, it's a struggle watching on Facebook. I'll just say it that way. Um, anyway, let's jump into this slate. Um, the early game, the early slate on DraftKings, 
which doesn't have the largest of contest sizes. We'll put it that way. Um, starts at 2 o'clock Eastern, which is New York City FC hosting Montreal. And then the other two games are at 4 o'clock. We've got Atlanta hosting Chicago and Vancouver hosting Toronto. Uh, because it's only three games, maybe we can discuss them all together. But the big one is that Sebastian Javinko has been ruled out f- with this leg contusion that uh, Oguchi Onyewu gave him last week, which is just like another like more salt in the wound from Gooch <laughs> in terms of our soccer lives. But uh, it seems like you could have pretty much anyone you want on this slate. So JD, who do you want on this slate? I think I want the Atlanta guys first and foremost. Um, I last weekend, I did not have David Villa or Maxi Morales in cash games. And I went pretty heavy on Timbers and Atlanta United players, and I, I was pretty down and out after David Villa had two goals, I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Max Morales going and assist. Wasn't feeling so hot, but then Atlanta just dug me out of that hole with their phenomenal 6-1 win in the freezing cold. You wouldn't think that their technical abilities would really have shown through, but... Um, Yosef Martinez just runs fast and straight and makes, well, not necessarily straight, but he makes some nice direct creative runs. And if they can get the ball to him, he's going to score a bunch of goals. And Almiron is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two goals and assists for Almiron, too. Um, how do you choose between the two of them, or do you always have to have both? <laughs> like, how, how do you go? You don't need both. I mean, Al, I think if I only could have one, it would be Almiron. He's on set pieces. He's. Uh, not just getting shots like Yosef Martinez is. I think actually on uh, season long, I was seeing his recovery numbers are unbelievable. I think he's had double-digit recoveries both games, which is like Dax McCarty level. Almiron? Um, yes, hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Hmm. So okay. someone can fact-check me. But um, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of just looking for all kinds of um, confirmation bias because he was one of my my players I really liked coming into the season. I've only seen good things through two games and looking forward to using him a lot more. He's probably going to be one of the top price midfielders by the end of the season. I would have to imagine. And Skyler, if if you do roster Almiron, uh, does that make you like uh, Nemanja Nikolic more than Yosef uh, Martinez, or do you have no problem grabbing teammates like that? Yeah, I have no problem rostering both of them in the same lineup. I mean, we saw what they did. Granted, it was against Minnesota, but we saw what they did together. They both both eclipsed 30 points in the same game. So um, don't think you can expect that game in and game out, but they're just, I mean, they're a lethal strike force, if you want to call them that. Um, and I, I have no problem playing them together in this game. I do like Nikolic. Still feel like Atlanta's uh, not... 100% um, short up in the back. So I think that the Chicago attackers are in play here. I think that uh, Akam could do some damage, and Nikolic has uh, opened his account too. So I think we're going to start to see more goals come out of him. Three-game slate, we have a good number of like solid forwards. I mean, we have the two Atlanta guys, Nikolic, Mancosu, Via, Akam. Um, probably not ready to throw Freddie Montero in that list, but you know, he's there. <laughs> um, Jacob Peterson, big goal <laughs> last week. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's definitely like a, a solid group. Uh, what do you guys think Toronto does with, uh, Javinko out? Do you think they turn to Ricketts or they kind of pack the midfield a little more? I mean, they're already, um, likely without beta again, he's still not training because of this concussion. So I guess Endo. I mean, Endo got the start last week. He didn't play poorly enough to not get a start. So Yeah, he was fine. Yeah. So uh, I think against Vancouver, even though it's on the road, you don't really have to change your formation and pack. So I do think they'll probably go with Ricketts. Okay. Um, the other option is just, um, well, they started Victor Vazquez last week, which is a little bit surprising. Not a lot of people thought he'd be fit for a full 90. Um, and... Jonathan Osorio now is probably going to also be able to get some time. So maybe if they if they don't have Ricketts, it's going to be both Osorio and um, Vasquez. Would you touch any of them though? Yeah, I mean at Vancouver, sure. They're they just played last night. They lost two nothing. Um, 
I don't know. I I don't really think Vancouver is that great. Okay. It looks like they did come into the the season taking things a little more serious. They went to I believe it was Wales and Scotland maybe to to train in the preseason. So not too many teams did that. Um, kind of FC Dallas also went to South America, so maybe it has something. To, I'm sure it has something to do with getting ready for CONCACAF Champions League. And I don't know, Vancouver, they play well together, but they're not overwhelming. Uh, they're not going to dominate any team, I don't think. And Skyler, are you looking to pay up for Piatti, save a little bit on Maxi Morales, or kind of go, I mean, after that, the, all the midfielders are pretty cheap. Yeah, I don't know if I'm paying up for Piatti. Um, New York City's surprisingly uh, been pretty decent in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't been super impressed with Montreal's attack. Granted, they did uh, bust out and score a couple goals this past weekend, but um, Piotti was magical. <laughs> yeah, Piotti was doing doing his thing out there, like we've seen him do many times before. But um, I don't know. I mean, I guess if you have the the funds to pay up for a midfielder, then yeah, if he's still if he's out there and you've got the extra cash laying around, then yeah, I'd pay up for him. I would definitely pay for Piotti. I think well. It's so tough because Maxi Morales, I feel like, is, at least right now, he's a little more inconsistent in terms of how I, I feel he's going to be playing game in, game out than Piotti. But um, once they both get firing, I think Morales is going to be the, the better play just because he's going to be getting more set pieces. He's going to be connecting with David Villa. And sometimes, I mean, Piotti's been in the league how many? Three years at least now, and... We just go through stretches where he he totally disappoints us in a game fantasy wise. So I don't know. It's it's really tough to say I'm not going to take Piotti, but I'm going to take Maxi Morales. But it's close. And what did you guys take from Rodney Wallace last week? Is this like he found his team in his spot, or was it just a total fluke? I mean, he was good when he was here before as well. Um, I do think this system fits him better. There's a lot of uh, a lot of responsibility put on the front three shoulders and David Villa takes a ton of attention away. Um, kind of in a way that Rodney Wallace did not get in Portland. It was maybe Adi's first year. He was a little, uh, just was a little more raw than he is now. I mean, David Villa commands a ton of attention. Jack Harrison puts everyone on their back foot. Um, so Wallace, he does the dirty work defensively and creates chances. I mean, he looks good. Jit. Jack Harrison easily could have had that goal he had, though. Oh. It rang off the underside of the crossbar. Yeah. Um, so he was just in the right place at the right time. I don't know that he was doing anything terribly phenomenal. And Skyler, for the, I'm looking at two guys who are right next to each other in price, um, Christian Takara or Arturo Alvarez. Um, how do you look at those two guys? Like, Are those worth, I mean, 5,351 is not that expensive on DraftKings, so... Um, you know, if you're paying up for your forwards, you got to save somewhere. Right. Yeah. If I'm looking at those two, I'd probably give to share the nod just because he's at home. Um, but there's really, that's really about the only difference for me. I mean, mm -hmm. maybe, uh, uh, Alvarez has looked really good. I mean, he's taken most of the set pieces. I think a calm maybe, uh, has taken some from him, but, and of course Alvarez scored this past weekend too. But uh, just feel like I guess if if uh, it comes down between those two for me. Okay. And anybody from Vancouver that I mean they as we mentioned they played champion uh, Champions League on Tuesday night, but Saturday seems like enough time to to recover. Uh, JD, I assume it's not Breck Shea. So is there anybody from Vancouver that? even spark some attention i mean if brett shea plays forward he's always going to be in there since he's a forty four hundred dollar defender but um it's kind of hard to plan for when you have this big new york montreal game first you're going to have to decide right off the bat without seeing these other four lineups if you're going to take david via or not um it just makes vancouver tough i was thinking maybe if i knew nicholas mesquito would start he could be a play because he's 4,300. He'd probably be in the number 10 role. But um, I don't know. It's really hard. I mean, I don't think anyone can conscionably take Freddie Montero at this point. 
<laughs> he's 7,700. We've hardly seen him. Uh, I mean, he's gotten two chunks of like 30 minutes the first two games. Hasn't done much with him. He didn't do much last night against Tigres. Um, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, if you don't think the offense is going to work out, you could look at Vancouver's keeper. Mm-hmm. I think Usted is out. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, he you is. got the red card, so. Right, oh, so. Tornagi. But you'd rather right. take Tornagi at 48 over Clint Irwin at 46? No. <laughs> That's why I said if you really think Toronto's offense yeah. is going to struggle, which, I mean, maybe they will without Javinko, then. Mm-hmm. Be my guest yeah i guess uh real quick too just another note on the uh you were asking about to share earlier on set pieces um one thing to keep in mind is that bolaños is working his way back mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um i think he got some minutes last game he got some minutes in the champions league game so if he's back in the lineup he's probably going to be taking a share of their set pieces something to be mindful of okay. who i didn't i didn't catch much of this game but who took set pieces for montreal last game because it looks here like donadell has one cross is it Ayongo? yeah i don't watch the game um let me see if i can pull it up real quick i mean Ayongo only has two crosses so maybe they just didn't get a lot of corners yeah, it looks like they got one corner, and it was Donadell. So that okay, was so I mean, in New York, there's more corners. I feel like so Donadell's a cheap midfielder as well. Mm-hmm. It's going to be on set pieces. Um, yeah, I think David Villa might fly. Well, he's not going to fly under the radar because he just got two goals and an assist. But there's a lot of good cheaper options. So I he may not be as heavily owned as he normally would coming off that kind of performance and. Another guy we should mention is Yamil Assad. Mm-hmm. He um, he plays on the left wing for Atlanta. At least he has through two games. And Michael Harrington for Chicago is probably their number one hole on their team at right back. Um, a lot of people think they desperately need to replace him. Uh, so that's kind of a good matchup for someone that's looked good through two games so far. He's, he's definitely pricey. He's more expensive than anyone else on Atlanta, so... Not great there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, let's move on to this huge seven-game night slate, which starts at 7 o'clock Eastern. We have kind of the opposite oh, here, boy. where there really aren't that many really expensive forwards. In fact, Dom Dwyer is the most expensive one on the slate. Um, somehow he's more expensive than Fernando Adi. But um, we do have Diego Valeri at 11000 He's the most expensive uh, option, but we'll go to the first game. DC United hosting Columbus. Uh, DC obviously just got shredded by New York City FC, but they get to go home now and play a Columbus side that is, you know, okay. Nothing great. Uh, do you think DC bounces back in this one, JD? Yeah, I think this is going to be a pretty even game. I don't think either of these teams is really pleased with how the beginning of their season is going. They both thought they would be strong contenders in the Eastern Conference, but neither of them really have dominant rosters set up. Uh, Columbus kind of relies on a style of play that didn't work for them so much last year. Two years ago, it worked a lot. Um, They're kind of keeping faith in that. And DC United, I mean, they don't have Luciano Acosta back yet. It looks like he's training this week. Um, Marcelo Sarvas in the defensive midfield looks um, looks like he's finally kind of fallen off the age cliff so far through two <laughs> games. So um, I, I think both teams are still figuring things out. I don't think Columbus is going to get four goals on DC United, but they haven't proven to us that they can score yet. They've gone scoreless through two games. Columbus at, le- at least has gotten on the board in both of theirs. So uh, I don't know, coin flip for me. And Skyler, I see that Justin Miram, Lloyd Sam, Federico Iguain and Ethan Finley are all within 400 bucks of each other. Um, Luciana Costa is actually a hundred dollars more than Miram, but like we said, he's probably not going to line up. Which of those guys is, are any of them worth going after? I think out of any of those, I like Sam the most. I know he, uh, I think he came off a little early this last game, but he's on set pieces for DC 
and uh, just I feel like they do bounce back in this one, so I feel like he's going to be involved. And then I guess if you want to get a little bit cheaper too, then uh, Patrick Nyarko, I think is around 5,300. I think he's a good play. He had 10 points or so this last game, even though they were shut out. He had so, six shots. Yeah, six shots, three on target. Um, so those are kind of the two I've got my eye on. I don't know if I'm going to be uh, looking at any of the Columbus options this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with Nyarko. I I don't think I would pay up for for any of the other guys, especially in cash when you can get Nyarko for that cheap. I'm probably not even using Nyarko in cash games. So um, the one other note I have for this one is Ola Kamara right now is leading the league in expected goals. So um, even though Columbus has not done great so far, it seems like Kamara is getting into to pretty decent opportunities, decent spots for a goal. So maybe that goes in. They just let up Ford in New York. So He's that cheap. 8100 is. It's not cheap, but it's not that expensive for yep. him either. Yep. Yep. Um, all right. The next game is Orlando hosting Philadelphia. Uh, Orlando, obviously, without Kaká. Um, we like. Do we know what to expect from this team without him yet? Um, meaning, like, we knew that um, Perez Garcia was on at least corners. Um, theoretically, he was probably taking most of the set pieces. The you know you're not going to go. Giles Barnes most days. Kyle Lahren's usually pretty goal dependent. Um, like, what do we what do we take from this team? Because I feel like home against Philadelphia is a team you have to consider, even with Philly being a bit better than than they have been. Yeah, you kind of spelled everything out. I think <laughs> the other the other thing people look at is Carlos Rivas is mm-hmm. fifty three hundred. They like him because he plays in the forward spot, but he's a midfielder. But I don't know. I think midfielders are better value than. Uh, Rivas, who probably going to get you two or three shots, and if he gets lucky, a goal and an assist, and not much else. Mm. Um, He's got a hamstring injury too that he hasn't been ruled out yet. But oh, okay. But I mean, Orlando's gonna—they're gonna stay in their shell and they're gonna counter. That's what Jason Christ likes to do. Uh, their defense kind of needs the help from the whole team getting behind the ball. That's what they did against New York City in the first round. That's probably what they would have done last week against uh, New England and they played there. So I'm, I'm not really that optimistic for Orlando. Probably, I mean, it doesn't even matter to me if Kaká's back or not. <laughs> and Skyler, do you like anybody from the Philly side? I don't. I mean, I like the, I like the Orlando defensive setup, I guess you could say, for this game if you're talking – season long i like bendick i like specter um other than that though then i think it's just kind of a a crapshoot on their attack what you and jd were already kind of referring to earlier um one thing that i am kind of um i guess being a little bit leery of is that uh the first game perez garcia you know he's we expect him to be on all the set pieces orlando only had one corner kick that game and it was giles barnes that took it so um you know, last season I was actually, I think I was rostering Perez Garcia and Cash even over a guy like Kaká just because of his set piece mm-hmm. upside. And I think I think he'll still have the majority of, of set pieces. But other than that one, than that uh, one corner kick, then you know Perez Garcia I think put up six points. So not too uh, not too safe of a play as as he was last season. Okay, it's a small sample size, but it's just something I'm kind of observing. And yeah, the the Rivas injury has kind of put him down on my radar i just i don't think he's gonna be um if he does play i think he'll be limited this week Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i think andre blake's a great value if you if you don't mind taking road goalkeepers he's 4300 and also worth noting uh we might see scott sutter make his first appearance for orlando as far as i know there's nothing holding him back now that he's joined the team and Pretty good uh, fullback coming over from Switzerland. I think he's played for their national team even. Um, so should be a, an improvement along their back line. And he's already priced pretty highly because he must have been in Europa League or something. Mm. Yeah, that is a pretty high price for a new guy in Major League Soccer. But Yeah, he's starting out at 4700 yeah. already. But mm. All right, let's go to the next game. Dallas hosting New England. 
Uh, New England obviously missed their game last week because of the snow. Um, Kai Kamaro at 5,500, anyone? Whoa, he's back down. (laughs) (laughs) He is. Not against Dallas. um... Probably not, but um, it, it all really depends who Dallas starts coming off of this CONCACAF Champions League match tonight. Does it? Sort of. <laughs> They're so strong. I mean, even their even their backups were able to uh, keep uh, Sporting KC off the score sheet. Mm-hmm. So it just that's a but. There's going to be road bumps when you're playing a bunch of young guys like that. It's not going to always be a a great dominant performance. And Dallas really was. I mean, they were probably outplayed this past weekend. They were kind of just scrappy, slowed the game down, chopped it up as much as possible, fouled a lot. Um, I don't know. It's not like Dallas went out there and dominated sporting. So, if you, I mean, if we'll you could, see. If you could think of the worst 11 that Dallas could put out, and if that was the team on Saturday, would sure. you play? Sure, yeah, sure. You'd go with Kamara? Maybe. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I mean, I, I haven't seen... I think, I think they'll be pretty much full strength. I mean, obviously we'll have to wait and see what happens tonight if anybody picks up an injury or that kind of thing, but... Feels like tend to you know agree. they, yeah. It feels like they rested their guys on on the front end on on this past weekend. So now they're going to play majority of their starters this game, and they'll be healthy enough um, in a few get few days time to to go again. I think, but yeah, I totally agree. And if Hedges and Walker Zimmerman are the center backs, I'm not even considering Kai Kamara. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, Lee Wynn, Chris Tierney. <laughs> If I'm not considering Kai Kamara, then don't even ask me about <laughs> Lee Wynn. Just checking, just checking. Uh, so if Dallas does go with a full line, um, who's like the first guy that you think of? Like if you need exposure f- for Dallas, um, is it one of the four? You know, is it a Rudy? Is it Coleman? Is it... Um, Ironically, it's Kellen Acosta. Acosta still, yeah. I mean, 4,500, you're getting a guy that's taking some of their set pieces. He's getting scoring chances. Um, he's doing everything. So, yeah, he's a great value. But then I I think I still am going with Coleman. He, he's kind of pulling an Octavio Rivero in that he's getting into, into some really good spots and just blowing chances so far. <laughs> um, however, I'm... It's only been two games, and I'm not going to write him off yet. I still think he can be a, a really good goal scorer. So he's doing a lot of the right things. He's just not finishing his chances. Mm-hmm. Okay, Skyler, is that where you're going as well? Acosta didn't play last weekend, right? I think he That's came correct. on and played. Came on forty five. Yeah, oh, he okay. came on and played forty five, and still put up eight points. So yeah, he's he's definitely in play if he starts. Um, and Coleman's actually pretty high on my radar this week you talk about Kamara 5500 he's 5200 the only drawback uh, for him for me is that he's only played just over 60 minutes in each of the two games he's played in Mm -hmm. Um, but he's he's the type yeah he's the type of goal scorer though that that gets one and they just keep on coming so um, I feel like this might be it this could be the game that he opens his account so yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of scary when you look at his box score. He has literally three stats in 120 minutes. He has one <laughs> one shot each game and one foul drawn. He doesn't have, like, any tackles, any interceptions. He doesn't even have a foul committed. Um, so no crosses. I, I mean, the maybe the 4-4-2 in Dallas isn't the greatest spot for him to accumulate points. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, um, it's a true goal-dependent forward. Yeah, so, I mean, if he gets a goal, what's he have, like 11 or 12 points? Right. Hmm. I don't know. It's it's risky. I, I do like him, but I actually think New England, they're going to be organized defensively this year. So hmm. I don't know that we can pick on them too much, even though our pal Jordan Cooper would disagree. <laughs> okay. Uh, next game, I uh, believe every game is, yeah, basically a half hour except the last one. So this one is now 8.30 Eastern, Kansas City hosting San Jose. I feel like this is the game where we don't necessarily think there's going to be a lot and it's going to end up being like 4-3. Am I crazy to think that? Uh, sort of. <laughs> I believe KC hasn't had a goal in either game they've played this year, correct? Meaning like both have been scoreless draws? 
I don't think, yeah, I don't think there's any question that Kansas City should beat San Jose in this game. Okay. I th- this is like going to be a huge kind of correction game for people that are already making giant assumptions after two matches. Um, San Jose, yeah, they've looked great. They've dominated, whatever. But they've been up a man for huge chunks of both of their games. And they've both been at home, which not too many teams have been able to play both their games at home so far this year. Mm-hmm. So Sporting's going to get back on track. Um, I San Jose's going to be good this year. But I think everyone's completely overreacting. They're overreacting to Anibal Godoy, to Nick Lima, all these players that came out of nowhere that no one even knew a couple of weeks ago and i mean godoy was the same player last year and was anyone ever playing him (laughs) sometimes he was on set pieces sporadically right you'd pick him and then it turned out to be uh, somebody left and then it'd be dawkins or salinas right yeah so i don't i mean if you want to pay sixty four hundred dollars for anibal godoy be my guest um He's looking pretty good. He's shooting from range, but I, I'm on the Kansas City side of this one. Skyler? Yeah, same here. I'm. Uh, I was on Good Goodoy over the weekend, and he came through. But yeah, just it's situational for me. Um, if you take away the goal, then he was just over double digits, eleven points or something like that. So, not bad for sixty-four hundred. But I feel like. There's there are guys in that price range that are going to be in a better spot, and uh, that's kind of the way I'm I'm looking at him this weekend. I do still like Lima though. I mean, 5700. The mm-hmm. guys, like I don't know if he if you can call him the new tyranny, but I mean he's getting in just a bundle of crosses, taking shots. He scored a goal over the weekend, so going on the Graham Zuzzi side of the field. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm on the bandwagon. I'd probably play him again, even on the road at 5,700. Wow. I mean, it's just you know you're going to get those points from him. I think he's I think he's good for double digits, even if so he you're gonna, score. So are you going to play him and Acosta? Acosta's cheap. I think you could probably do it. Who, Acosta's 4,500. I mean, 4,500 and 5,700, that means you're giving up a lot of the top players on the slate. I think there are actually two players who will allow you to do it that we'll get to in the next two games uh, one two. of them's not one of them's not jimmy madronda <laughs> it's not <laughs> but yes guy there's so is madronda the play the top play in this game is it fail madronda will be in my fantasy mls lineup the season long lineup mm-hmm. i'm not not looking at him in daily okay um yeah i'd say maybe maybe fail this game yeah, and as much as I don't like San Jose, Jameer Hika was in the game and got two assists in only 45 minutes of action for San Jose. It seems like you guys like more San Jose guys, even though you think Kansas City's going to win. I only brought up Hika. <laughs> I, I'm not playing Lima. I'm not playing Godoy. Um, I'm not playing Wando. But I think Dom Dwyer, I mentioned Ola Kamara is way up there in expected goals. I think Dwyer is... Um, here, let me see. He's seventh, according to AmericanSoccerAnalysis.com. Hmm. And he hasn't taken a penalty, as far as I know, and um, at least two or three of the people ahead of him have taken a penalty, so that helps them a lot. Right. All right. All right. Um. All right, let's go to the How next. How about Garrison Fernandez? Oh. He's a guy that created a ton of chances last game. So he's had six crosses each match, and he's had seven shots through two matches. So I, I think he looked pretty good against Dallas, actually. Um, and when they start to score, I think he's going to be involved. Okay. I like that. Um, let's go to the next one, Colorado hosting Minnesota. Oh, boy. Guessing there's not a ton of goals in this one. Uh, oh, however, are you going to tell me that Baji is going to allow you to get whoever, <laughs> Lima? And are you really going to roster Baji just no, to get Lima? No, 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 no. Okay. No, sorry. It's it's the next two games. Not, okay, not this one. I just <clears throat> the the Baji bandwagon is another thing that I don't <laughs> understand. Uh, I'm going to bring up um, Shells and Gashi though, um, because he came off the bench last week, got a triumphant. Minus one point in 18 minutes. <laughs> um, but if he starts, 
I mean, you got to play him against Minnesota, home against Minnesota. Nope. Right? No. Nope. Wow. Why not? I mean, let's let's see how he looks first. He's by all accounts been training off and on because he has a what a tender Achilles, something like that. Yeah. That can't possibly make you like fully fit and in shape <laughs> to play even 60 minutes at top speed if your Achilles is just like mush. <laughs> it's not an ideal situation. I'll give you that much. No, definitely not. And Mi- Minnesota is like a punching bag right now, but I think they're going to make some adjustments and they're not going to be as poor. They've also played two of the best attacking teams in the league, mm-hmm. which Colorado is the complete opposite <laughs> end of the spectrum. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, but they're gonna score. They're gonna score some goals. So it's either gonna be Gashi, Baji. I mean, who how else? Goals, Alan Gordon. How many goals do you think Colorado is gonna score? I think they put up three. Oh, I'll take the under. Three. <laughs> Man, I wow. think I could see like a three nil or three one type game. Wow. I don't see it. I think Colorado is just not good in the attack. So. Um. Yeah, I think, I, it I sounds like it's more that. of a Minnesota thing than it is a Colorado thing, though, no, no, right? Well, I mean, it takes someone to score. Yeah, but 10 goals in two games is a lot to give up. 11 now... goals in two games. Oh, is it 11? Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> that would be bad, and, and, they're, and they're looking at, like, an MLS emergency pool keeper or something. I mean, it's it's. I don't think yeah, it's going to Yeah, no, they have Shuttleworth. They okay, need an emergency so they, pool keeper for the backup because McLean McLean has a concussion or right. something. I got gotcha. you. Shuttleworth's fine. Um, I mean, he's definitely probably borderline starter in MLS, but I I think their biggest problem has been Demidov is not a center back, and people are just exposing him, and I think they're going to take him out of that spot. Hmm. So, I mean – He's also had to play Fernando Adi and Yosef Martinez, so good luck. <laughs> I mean, they're going to make almost any center back look bad. Yeah, but now it's Kevin Doyle. That's my point. <laughs> if he's back. If he's I guess back, he's back right. in training. Yeah. It should be Caleb Calvert, but um, anyway. Might be. Baji's fine. My problem with Baji is if he doesn't score, you're screwed. Right. That makes sense. And I mean... So if you went into every game like liking Baji at $6,400, over the course of the season, you would be losing a lot of mm-hmm. money. I mean, if you can time his goals pretty well, then fine. And if you're going to, it's this game. But I don't. He, it's not like he's really broken out as a goal scorer, in my opinion, yet. So I'll believe it when I see it. Okay. Anyone from Minnesota? Yeah, Kevin Molino. I was going to say, it's a conversation, basically, do you like Molino? Like, you can't go beyond that, right? Uh, yeah. Probably not right now. <laughs> Unless, I mean, if Ramirez starts, maybe you could argue that you should put him in. But Sounds like you could play him without him starting. <laughs> Who, Ramirez? Yeah. Didn't you? Uh... Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then who's, who did I... I played a tournament this past weekend, and someone jumped ahead of me. I think I ended up in fourth place because someone started... Um, uh, somebody that didn't start and came in and got a goal. I was pretty upset. And then I realized that's exactly what I did to somebody the previous <laughs> week. Uh, karma usually doesn't come that quickly. <laughs> well, usually people are totally oblivious to what other people do in daily fantasy. Yeah, that's probably fair. Um, but no, Molina's looked really, really good, no matter how much of a dumpster fire Minnesota's been. And actually, Minnesota has been about average on offense i mean there's a lot of teams that have been worse than them so far it's just defensively they don't have their s together are you considering molino at 5500 in this one yeah yeah even in cash wow i i really don't care about colorado especially hoyberry's out now he has a hamstring problem he had surgery on it and they're still going to be really good defensively but Minnesota has to do something. They're probably even more motivated this week than they were for their home opener. Mm -hmm. I mean, I probably wouldn't be motivated for a home opener when it was that kind of weather outside. (laughs) So they'll be fine. Okay. I mean, they're still not going to be good, but Molino's going to be fine personally. Right. Right. All right. Uh, The next game is RSL hosting the Galaxy. Um, Albert Rusnak was the guy that came to mind in terms of saving money for Nick Lima. I can't believe I just said that. 
um, fifty eight hundred. It seems like he is just the perfect cash game play. Certainly, every time they're at home, fifteen crosses last week. Of course, it only gave him thirteen points. Right away. I think I, I think I um, messaged you guys and said Rusnak's on pace for about thirty. You crosses did. Yep. <laughs> in, in this half, because the second half they were down two nothing, and. Chicago was kind of just like packing it in, like being very complacent. And Rusnak was just floating wherever he possibly could on the field, getting the ball and whipping it into the box. Then they were just getting a ton of corners. I mean, it was insane. Do you think I it happens it, again now against the Galaxy? Well, it does have to be a perfect storm for that kind of crossing to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, however... It's definitely not a bad matchup for him against L.A. Mm-hmm. Do we know if Dos Santos is playing? Right He's now. On the doubtful side doubtful. of that. Yeah. yeah, I'm leaning no, and Yellow Van Dam's out, so that's a good reason to cross it into the box. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, normally I'd be a little bit hesitant, I think, with uh, Plata. I think I've heard that he's he could return this okay. game, but if you watch that first RSL game, then it was one of those things where RSL would get a corner or a set piece, and Plata would be standing over it, and then Rusnak would kind of uh, linger around and then en- end up taking the set piece from him. So I think that's or they probably... had a couple short corners, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. So I think he's still fine. I mean, even if Plata plays, I think Rusnak would be fine. And uh, I like their defensive options this game too. I don't I'm not impressed with the Galaxy right now at all. So uh, I think Ramondo's in play in goal, and uh, you know their wingbacks are always hard to to roster. But I guess if you want to go there, then I feel like they have at least might have some clean sheet points coming their way. Mm. Yeah, I wouldn't touch their defenders with a ten foot pole <laughs> because even if they get a shutout, that's about all they're going to get you. Right. <clears throat> Unless, uh, or I know Skyler likes Alave if he was still there um, for <laughs> the the miraculous headed goal that Skyler can predict twice a season. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> was yeah, he the original I mean, Chris, late game hammer? I think he was. Yeah, he was. Or Mobsissian, maybe. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but Chris Wingard. I mean, he is not a guy you want to play in fantasy at all. What about I, don't, I can't. Yeah, I can't think of a single category I would want Chris Wingert for. Um, and Beltran is a great defender, but he's he's much more conservative rather than getting upfield and into the attack. I mean, last week's about maybe the best you'll see him get into the attack, and that's because they were down 2 nothing, really pinning Chicago back. And I'm not exactly sure what his box score looked like. Uh, five crosses. Yeah, so that's fine. Hmm. I'm not going to pay 4200 for that. Do you like uh, Rusnak better than Kevin Molino? Because they're basically they're in the same range there. Yeah, by a little, just a little bit for me. Mm-hmm. Rusnak hasn't shown that he can be that dangerous in terms of scoring yet. Like right. like you said, he had 15 crosses and he only got 13 points. Yeah. <laughs> he hasn't put a shot on target. Um, I don't know. They've He hasn't had two easy matchups. I mean, this one's probably his easiest yet Mm -hmm. that said i mean the midfield's kind of messy for los angeles they have jermaine jones is probably back um jao pedro i mean they have some wrecking balls in there and it might force rusnak just to camp it on the outside again right which weirdly is what you want (laughs) you want him sort of for crosses that's what i mean kind of yeah i wish he'd be a little more dangerous uh getting into the box yeah and scoring is there anybody I mean, we wouldn't love we wouldn't love diego valeri as much if he was just standing on the wing fair fair um is there anybody from uh the galaxy that is worth consideration maybe alessandrini uh, I, I was say, if dos santos is out does alessandrini take all the set pieces yeah, he I took a few so. of them last week. Yeah, I think so. And he's, I think he's hit pretty, hadn't he hit double digits in both yep. games that he's played in so far? Yep. So Yeah, he's not afraid to shoot. No, he's not. I'm trying to uh, find him here on DK. Yeah, he's at 7,800. He he's a midfielder, oh, okay. 78, yeah. Ah, yeah. there he is. 
And Leggett is also an option at 4,800. If that's like all you can afford, he's probably one of the best ones in that range. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think, think it's probably got to be Alessandrini, though, on, on the set pieces. So Yeah, definitely. He might, he might be the only one I'm looking at from LA. Yep. Okay. Yeah, like I said, I mean, Leggett and Madronda are priced pretty similarly. Um, I might lean Leggett there. You know I'm biased <laughs> really? against Madronda. <laughs> really? <laughs> no way. <laughs> Wow. Actually, Madronda was in my season-long lineup last week. Mm. I'll take the clean sheet there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, no, I mean, Legit had nine crosses last game. Well, wow, I didn't realize Alessandrini only had eight, and I think uh, I think Coach Kurt Anolfo said that Legit was the best player on either side of the field, which is saying a lot when you're going against Adi, mm-hmm. Blanco, Valeri, Nagby. <laughs> I mean, I also realize it's his own coach and not yep. Caleb Porter Caleb saying Porter's that. But... Yeah, that's a good shout. I didn't realize he had that many crosses. Neither. And that price tag is definitely. Uh, yeah, I, I'll I'll consider legit now. Andy just got called into the national team. Yep. Yep. Another case of coach favoritism by Bruce Arena, but <laughs> no, I I think legit's great, so I think he deserves it and good player. There you go. Um. Speaking of those Portland guys, they have the last game of the slate uh, hosting the Dynamo. That's a 10.30 p.m. kickoff. Uh, Sebastian Blanco, am I the only one who thought he deserved an assist on that Chara goal for the ridiculous long ball that Chara headed to Valeri? <laughs> I mean, it's like, that's the definite. Yeah, like, I realize it. I realize that's, like, not a secondary assist, but I feel like that's the perfect example of a secondary assist. <laughs> Yeah, he deserved it, and so did my season-long fantasy team. <laughs> I got all excited about it, and I was like, wait a minute. That's definitely not a secondary assist. Um, but Blanco is the other one that uh, for the saving on Nick Lima because 6200 seems really cheap for the guy who's taking set pieces at home against the Dynamo. I don't care who it is. <laughs> wait, but the Dynamo are so good now. <laughs> This is another case of San Jose uh, getting some readjustment. Is Houston's going to be the same way? They played both their games at home. Uh, this last one was against Columbus, big deal. Against the Seattle team that has no like real formation. Now that Dempsey's back, big deal. Let's see him play in Portland. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt, and so it's. I feel like we have like actually a good number of cheaper midfielders. We have Rusnak, we have Blanco, Sam's not that expensive. Um, Sam isn't even like in consideration for me because there's so many other good ones. Right, yeah. right. You have Molino that, you know, you look at the, we were just talking about Sebastian Legette, like 4,800 is really cheap, but are you going to take him over Blanco, yeah, Rusnak, and Molino? No, that's why I said if that's like literally all you can afford. <laughs> Like, if you have to cram Lima and Acosta into your lineup and then you need to play a, excuse me, like a high price forward, then, I mean, I wouldn't hate playing legit, but that's not what my optimal lineup is going to look like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone thinking that Houston's offense is going to be some powerhouse this year just because they have a couple goals through two games, get out of here. <laughs> I mean, Cubo Torres has two goals. You really think he's going to keep that up? And Kyoto is not going to be like some goal-scoring machine. He's fine. He's a really good winger. But, I mean, they're putting the high press on teams and kind of surprising them. And teams are going to adjust. And, I mean, Houston, both their games, like I said, at home. We'll see if it continues all season. But, I mean, you guys can ride or die with the Dynamo. But I'm probably (laughs) going to be – I'm going to be playing guys against them still. I don't care what anyone says. Skyler? You you still on the Dynamo bandwagon? I am, but probably not at Portland. I mean, I'm definitely rostering them in the right spot, and I feel like the the past two weekends have been the right spot. So I've had no problem rolling out uh, Kyoto and Alex, and you know those type of guys are are fine plays on DraftKings. But I think for this game, you mentioned Blanco at 6,200. That's that is uh, you know it's a discount. That's a value play. If there was one, so he's, you know, instead of an, an Alex last weekend, then Blanco's in that spot for me this week. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, my point is, like, if people think they're going to keep rolling with Kyoto and getting 17 or 18 points in matches like this, then good luck. 
Yeah, no, I get I get what you're saying. I agree with you for the most part. I do think that Houston is is a lot better in general. Their attacks completely retooled pretty much. Well, they couldn't have been worse. Yeah, I'm not saying that they're not better. I mean, I I'm rooting for Houston. I like the players that they brought in, and they're a lot right. more fun to watch. But I mean, people are already crowning them like this great team when they're still probably going to miss the playoffs. And I'm just trying to caution against everybody, and not you guys, just a lot of things I've seen already acting like Houston is this fantasy juggernaut. Mm-hmm. Same right. with San Jose. San Jose is not a fantasy juggernaut in any sense of the word. You can't leave Chicago out of that equation right now. If if it's uh, from what I've been seeing on Twitter, then Houston and Chicago are going to meet in the MLS Cup at the end of the season. So <laughs> oh, right, yeah. see if that plays out. Uh, you think they'll get past the uh, earthquakes in the Western Conference Finals? <laughs> <laughs> and Colorado, because they're going to oh, be Oh, gosh, back. yeah. That's right. All these, I don't know where people think all these garbage teams are going to fit into the uh, the playoff picture. Well, we take the Galaxy out. and uh, Yeah, that's true. That's but one. Portland has to get in this year. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, RSL actually got in last year, didn't they? Yep. Yep. Yeah, they'll fall. They bumped up. Portland. What, yeah, what a miserable situation that was <laughs> portland would have been so much of a better team to watch mm. and who knows if seattle gets back yeah they probably will but they probably will but you know if houston i'm not even going to keep going um <laughs> so again I'm, i keep going back to these cheaper midfielders we we mentioned blanco so we have three or four fairly cheaper guys midfielders that we're considering that obviously takes you out of paying up for Diego Valeri, though, if you if you want to go with all three of those. Valeri is at 11000 And I feel like the biggest negative, as weird as it sounds, is that he takes up a midfield spot. Um, like, are you willing to pay up 11000 for Valeri when you can have Blanco for sixty two, or do you take both? Um and then, <clears throat> excuse me, obviously you miss out on a guy like Rusnak or Molino or Patrick Nyarko. Like, how do you treat Valeri this week? Yeah, I think I made my, my stance pretty clear in week one. Until Blanco and Valeri come closer together in price, I'm unfortunately not going to be rostering my favorite MLS player. Mm-hmm. Right, and I think we kind of touched on it last week too. It just with Blanco on, on set pieces and just too too hard to avoid and too hard to pass that up when he's basically half the, the price of Valeri. So um, if it's between one or the other, then it's him. And then, yeah, Valeri is at the point now where I'm probably going to be looking at a, a cheaper option that's on set pieces like a Roosnock or somebody in, in place of him. Um, but, I mean, he's still Valeri. He still has the potential to explode for 30 points any given game, but doesn't have that set piece upside anymore that we were used to last season. Mm-hmm. And... Most of the time last season until Jack Jewsbury slept in. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, Piotti's still going to take some free kicks, I imagine. There's no way you can keep him off of, especially if they're like towards the middle of the field. I find it pretty hard to believe that he's not going to score a couple nice set-piece goals this year. But yeah, Blanco's taking most of the corners right now. Uh, given the matchup, would you do Blanco and Valeri in FMLS? Oh yeah, I would yeah. consider that. Okay. And maybe against Minnesota again. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys uh I think we're both pretty high on Fernando Adi, so given the forwards available on this slate, it seems like he's kind of one of the guys you're going to end up spending your your salary cap on, right? Yeah, I mean, he's right there with Dwyer and um Ola Kamara. Mm-hmm. Like three great options. They're all getting a lot of shots and good opportunities this season and out of those three, Adi's the best. It's just whether you think his matchup's the best, mm-hmm. which okay. I do. Which you do, right? <laughs> you agree, Skylar? Yeah, the forward pool is actually, now that you that you mention it, and I'm looking at it a little closer than, yeah, I think Adi's up there amongst the best options. Um, if Plata plays, and he's probably in the mix for me. And then, uh, you know, besides those guys, and I do like, the Orlando options, I like Barnes and Laren um, for their price. I mean, I think that Barnes is actually a discount this week, and I think 
still haven't seen, like you said earlier, we still haven't seen how Orlando's going to play without Kaká, but I think that he's going to have to factor in to their mm-hmm. attack. So I like him if he starts. Okay. Who's that, Rivas? Uh, Giles Barnes. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it might, my internet cut out or something. But All right. I, I really like Dwyer this week. I think he's going to be a guy a lot, not a lot of people play because um, they think San Jose is very good defensively, but they haven't been tested on the road yet, so we'll see. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I agree. I feel like he's the classic, though, like he'll score two goals and somehow it'll be like 22 points because he, I guess he does sporadically have those big eight-shot games, right, Dwyer? I mean, he's kind of like David Villa in a worse system. I mean, obviously he's not David Villa, but I think in terms of like fantasy profile, they're similar. Hmm. All right. I'll let you fly with that one. <laughs> uh, the last game, that that's the Saturday slate. Um, <clears throat> we have this random um, one game on Sunday that we should certainly discuss for our FMLS purposes. Um, we have the... Red Bulls and the Sounders, um, two teams that <clears throat> should be good, but haven't really played that well so far this season. Uh, the game's obviously in Seattle, so do you guys like Ladero is the top play on this one? And does anybody from the Red Bulls make you consider them for FMLS at least? Probably not for me. Um, just with the unlimited transfers, I'm going to be stocking up on mostly home players, and at Seattle doesn't really fit the bill for me for uh, for Red Bulls players. I mean, they definitely had some good uh, point hauls over the weekend on DraftKings. I think Royer had a huge game, and uh, I mean, if if you know, if anything, then maybe. Royer is kind of in consideration for me, but it just, I don't know. I just can't do it at, at Seattle. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't mind it too much only because Seattle's defense has not looked very good so far. They've been on the road, both games granted, but I don't think Roman Torres is going to look any faster or um, less shaky at home. Um, he's kind of been getting exposed both by Piotti, by uh, Kyoto so I don't maybe if you see Royer's matched up with him, kind of coming in from the left side, or whether that's Kleshton. Not that Kleshton is really going to burn you with speed, but um, there's going to be opportunities for Red Bulls because they're still a, a good team. They press really well. Um, I don't know though. This it's a tough matchup to think about either way for fantasy because I also am not really optimistic about Seattle. So you'll probably right. pass on Ladero for FMLS? Probably. I mean, you can never count Ladero out. He's, But he would be much more a consideration if this was DraftKings right. than FMLS. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I took a look. It looks like there is a Liga MX game right at about the same time, so maybe we'll see those two paired together. Mm. little mashup. It's the magic combination I've been waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> uh before that gets into a dangerous territory, I'm just going <laughs> to finish us off here. Um, yeah, so that's the whole slate. Um, seems like it's a pretty good one. I just checked the uh, Dallas lineup for tonight's game. They're going full throttle with all the regular guys. So, yeah, they are. Um, I'm not sure that changes any opinions for this weekend or not. But we have that there. So, guys, uh, thank you for all that, and good luck this weekend. Good luck, everybody. Go watch Dallas. Good luck, guys. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com/slash soccer. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. 
at hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.